All right, hockey fans, listen up because we've got something special cooked up for playoff season. It's called the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge, and it's going to add some serious spice to your playoff experience. Now, here's the deal every playoff game, you're going to be faced with a handful of questions. It's like your own personal playoff puzzle, and it's free to join. And there are prizes because who doesn't love winning stuff? Daily winners, you're getting hooked up with gift cards. Treat yourself to some nation gear or maybe even your favorite jersey. And for the big dogs, the people who can win an entire round, it's straight, cold, hard cash. We're talking about real dough for your hockey knowledge. So lace up those skates, stretch those thumbs, and get ready to show off your hockey IQ in the daily face-off playoff parlay challenge. Sign up today and play every game day at games.dailyfaceoff.com and prove your puck prowess. Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out of pocket costs no deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. It's time for the Wally Mathot Show. Now, here are your hosts, Brent Wallace and Mark Mathot. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Wally Mathot Show. I'm Brent Wallace. He's the crazy hockey dad, Mark Mathot. I'm just kidding, Matt. But you've had your uh, four-year-old now skating circles around everybody on the ice. Yeah, he's skating with uh, <clears throat> Shelly Kettles out in uh, Canada. She's uh, she's unbelievable. Obviously not getting paid for this. This isn't promotion or anything like that, but... Um, we're there every morning, first thing, which, I mean, you know what it's like, Wally. You've obviously been through it already, but this is my first experience taking my kid first thing in the morning to the rink, but I'm enjoying it a lot. It's been a lot of fun seeing the progression. She is unbelievable. So, well, uh, and same, uh, Shelly, uh, my kid, Ryan, st- started with Shelly in, I think, learned escape program. So he's now 15. Uh, he just made U18 last night, and a lot of part is because he's gone nice. to Shelly every year since. So, awesome. Yeah, no, Incredible. it's good. Yeah, it'll be exciting to see. So uh, she is a huge part of that. Uh, and one of the things that we always do afterwards whenever he makes the next level is to thank all the people that have helped out. And so she gets a text, and the guy who sharpens his skates gets a text, and Chris Schwartz, who we worked out with this summer. Anyway, Schwartz, it's important to remember yep. it's, a, it's a village that takes to get these players to play 100%. Uh, and to continue to improve. So. Uh, with that being said, um, we will get to the show quickly. It is brought to you, as always, by Ridge Rock Bruco. Go to ridgerockbruco.ca. Use the Wham Show coupon code. Get 15% off. I just want to point out a tweet we got uh, yesterday from Robin Cubit. This is the best promotional I can send, so I didn't bother to read write one. Um, off the advice of Free Agent Wally and the Wally Mathot Show, we made out we made the drive to Carp and tried out Ridge Rock Bruco and was h- highly 
It was sorry, and was not disappointed. Highly recommend. Great atmosphere, better beer, and great food, uh, and obviously some takeout for another night. Uh, we appreciate nice. you guys uh, sponsoring and helping out our partners. Uh, they have a fantastic beer. So uh, if you're in Carp, go see them, or you can order online and get home delivery. Ah, so that being said, uh, Pierre Dorian, as we get closer and closer to the season coming up, uh, spoke to Steve uh, Lloyd the other day on TSN 1200. I had lots to say and had some stuff he didn't say, which makes me read between the lines. But we will start with the forward group. No surprises, really. He said Parker Kelly was going to have a spot on the fourth line. It was his to lose. Uh, that We knew that probably for a while now. Gillian, Dylan Gambrell will likely be the fourth line center. As we said, probably Mark Kaslick still needs a little seasoning uh, in the AHL. So there's no surprises, but there is one, and that continues to be Alex Formington remains unsigned. And as we get closer and closer to camp, the leverage isn't with the player anymore because now he's going to be looking at missing games. And so you wait to see how that plays out. We saw it with Brady, right? He missed some games. If Alex Formington doesn't sign and isn't in the lineup, Math, who's the guy that's going to take that spot? Oh, well, what's his status right now, Wally, as far as like you're saying he's an RFA? When's when's the um, – does he have a hearing? Like did I miss that no. or something? No. There's no hearing. There's no th- – it's already gone by. They didn't file. So it's now up to the player and the team to figure out a negotiation. Yeah. So what will happen here is if he wants to hold out, he'll hold out. We've seen it happen occasionally throughout the league. It's not a pleasant process because it's conflicting, right? As a player, you don't want to be away from your boys, your brothers. You want to be in there. You feel guilty missing training camp you feel guilty not being there shoulder to shoulder with them going through that hard stuff like it's the worst part of the season is training camp right you're breaking in everything anyway i know i'm kind of deflecting but um i don't i don't i sympathize for him and the team because obviously you want to come to an agreement the team obviously wants something you know fair and within reason i don't know what numbers he's chasing but in any case the obvious question is who replaces him who comes into the lineup at this point, it's a it's a it's a it's a dogfight. I mean, do you do you elevate one of your fourth line guys temporarily to fill in that void, and then look through your depth? I mean, that's that's the question that you're going to have to ask. Okay, so here's who I'm thinking. Uh, a couple of things. One, this would have been a perfect opportunity, perhaps for Ridley Gregg. Maybe well, it, what, of, would ha- would have yes. yes yes if he didn't have the separated shoulders. So Correct. He is going to be ready for camp, but I'm not sure he's ready to yeah. play the season in the National Hockey yeah. League. Right? Contact. That's um, that's a quick turnaround. You know. So Zach anyway, Ostopchuk. Yeah. Maybe does he get a look early on, and they just move Parker Kelly up, and then perhaps well, you're going to have for him there. Yeah, like whoever comes in is obviously not filling in that specific spot. Like that so, spot's going to be a player that has games under his belt. You're playing third line minutes. It's still significant, and you're so and you're going to be facing top lines. So here's the other caveat to that. And that was mentioned by Pierre Dorian. They're looking at potential PTOs, but the only PTOs he said he would bring in are ones that were likely to make the team. They weren't just going to waste it on anybody. That could be a spot. Third line guy, right? You see these players now that are in the league that probably are in the middle that are getting squeezed and end up playing for a million bucks a year. Those middle guys, there's going to be a, Jobs well, there are veterans available. waiting. There are veterans exactly. waiting out there right now. Like Derek, Derek Broussard. Derek Broussard is one. I know. Now I know that's probably. I know. I don't. If people are scoffing at it or what, but yeah. I know he's very passionate. He skates his arse off every day this summer. I actually talked to him yesterday, oddly enough, and he's still waiting um, for something. But 
you know, when he came with Philly here last season before he was traded, I thought he looked excellent in games. Now, yes, he's one of my friends. I'm I'm obviously biased, but those are yeah, the yeah. types that exactly. would probably sign for peanuts just to keep playing because they just love the game so much, right? Like Derek's yeah. made his money. He just lo- he just loves the game more than anyone I know. So those are the types of players I'm looking at. But yeah, I mean, good point by you to bring that up. You bring in a PTO, some guy that can contribute, maybe can play up and down the lineup. Don't mind scratching them once in a while. Those are the guys that you're looking at. So, yeah, I mean, where do you go from here? I don't know. Well, just and that's just to be clear, like PTOs rarely work out. Rarely, Very seldom do we right. But I think that this is a perhaps a excellent spot and opportunity for Ottawa to find that player because it could be yeah. a stop a stopgap if Formington holds out for a while, right? Or yeah. he ends up adding depth to this organization that they could use probably on that side. Right, and 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 I wish I could. I wish I could throw all these names. Like I just, when it comes yeah. to some of these prospects, it would be disingenuous. I could tell you names based off exactly. their stats and, and highlight real tape, but I haven't sat down and watched them play American league games from start to finish. I'm not, you know what I mean? So I, I know the NHL guys, but a lot of these young players, I'll have to wait and see how yeah. they fare in camp. And they're just like meth. I, I seem like the downer guy, but they're just not ready. Some guys no. just aren't ready to fill that spot. Or they need to have more depth, and I don't well, know and that, it, that. And it can be, yeah, and, and Wally, when, right there, I just don't want to miss that point you just made. They're not ready. You don't want it to be detrimental to their development, right? Like, like if you're if you're not ready or you're not quite there yet, it can really like mess with your psyche. It can screw with your confidence moving forward. So it's a very delicate balance you have to be careful with there. And I, I think, like I said, you wait for those standouts at camp. Like, what if what if what if Castle comes in and has a fantastic camp? then you can elevate Gambrell or you can elevate another player. So I don't know that it's that complicated, but if there is a legitimate PTO available out there that that the team and the scouting staff is aware of, maybe that's not a bad option to explore as well. Uh, There is a legitimate spot as of right now until uh, the Alex Formington issue is dealt with and we don't even know about the hockey stuff and all that. But uh, the contract alone uh, is a sign. that I don't know that it gets done before. It just seems like it's dragging. It always, always looks do. that way. And it, it always and it comes right way. down to the last second. Yeah. yeah. Uh, yeah. By the way, uh, sportsinteraction.com. Go to sportsinteraction.com slash Wally and Mathot and get a 100% welcome bonus. Uh, they'll match your first deposit with up to $500 in sport bet credits once you place qualifying bets. And those bets have settled. Uh, terms and conditions apply. Go to sportsinteraction.com. You can, everything is there to bet on a, a fantastic website, uh, including you can bet on the world championships uh, for the women's, by the way. Um, so on the D, this is where it gets interesting, Matt. Yeah. Uh, and I, it just, it, it always makes me chuckle every time I think of this. I think Pierre Dorian mentioned nine to 10 different defensemen for this upcoming season. Yeah. Not one of them was named Nikita Zaitsev. Not one time in the entire interview did Nikita Zaitsev's name get mentioned. And I don't think that that's an accident. No, I mean... <laughs> How off, like how much, how much are you willing to take if you're the GM or if you're the coach and you keep putting them out there and you get so much backlash from your base, from your fan base, eventually you have to listen and understand that, okay, this experiment is just not working. I mean, he's, he's whole, and I hate, I hate bad mouthing players, but he was holding Shabbat back. He just was Nikita Zaitsev works very hard. Mm. He's just way too chaotic and has almost zero puck poise. It's like he's taking a bunch of pseudoephedrine before the game and he's jittery. And 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 I'm not knocking his work ethic, but
but I just don't see it. It's not a fit here. And that's a gentle way of putting it. So, you know, I think you mentioned, did you mention Nick Holden and, 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 and Hamannick and, and Pierre mentioning them, right? He was pretty high on them and that they were solid. Yeah. So he met his top four. He basically mentioned around Shabbat, Zoo, Shabbat Hamannick Zoo, and Holden. Hamannick and Holden. So, and the, yeah. and the issue that Sanderson doesn't get mentioned is because he's not a lock based on if he, and he mentions like he will not be a number seven. If he's going to be a number seven, he's going to play in the HL. It's I the, agree with that. I'm assuming it's the wrist hand issue. If he's yeah. not a hundred percent, we'll send him yeah. down until he is and then bring him up. Right. Which, which really, I mean, in most cases, unless in my opinion, unless he's a top four, Unless he's a top four, you're not going to play him up there. Well, you're going to play him 10 minutes a night. That's not good for his no. development. You want him no. You want him with the puck. You want him to get reps. He's a defenseman. It's not the end of the world if he starts off in the American League just to get him used to that pro game and then bring him up. Mm -hmm. I'm like everybody else. I want to watch Sanderson play at the NHL level. We all know he's going to be an NHL player. It's just you have to be so careful, especially with defensemen. Kind of like goaltenders. You got to kind of shelter them a little bit. Um, but I, But, you know... You mentioned the top four. I mean, I just don't know what that's going to look like with Holden and Hamannick as your three and four, if that's the case. So, like, yeah, oh. and he may. I think he's basically spoke of those four as the four guaranteed guys the guarantees. on the blue line, and that's fair. So, and I agree with Pierre. Yeah. I agree with Pierre completely there. And then, and then you have the outliers, right? And I'm reluctant to call them outliers, but and, and I know Craig's probably rolling his eyes because I'm going to go on a D rant. I'm not going to do that. You know, <laughs> you you talk. You, so we know Zaitsev's not in the picture. He's just not in the picture anymore. I don't think anyway. Sounds like then, waivers, yeah. Yeah, and then so what? So now you got Brandstrom, and um, who am I missing? Brandstrom's here? not Brandstrom. signed. No, I well, okay. So Again, that's another he's guy. Like Formington, but, but yeah, but okay. So my point is though, is let's assume he is signed at some point. You know, where does that fit into the lineup? I'd like them. I personally think they should move on from those two. That's where I stand. At this point, I think the experiment is over. Um, I know he's still young, and I love the player. As a, you know, I like his character. I like how hard he works. But it's mm. you know, eventually, it's like, you know, are you an NHL player? Or are you getting pushed off the puck every time you're in the corner? You know, and that's it's a tough reality of what people have to face here. And and I think for me at this point, you see how it plays out at camp. If a player can still pop up, if there's still an opportunity to make a trade, you take it. But Pierre's doing what he's got to do. He's got to be patient. He understands that most teams have leverage on him as far as training for a defenseman. They know how desperate the Ottawa Senators are right now. So you just play it day to day and see what happens. But the Zaitsev and Branstrom experiment to me is going to be very curious. I'm curious to see what the team does with those two. What if Nikita Zaitsev comes to camp and looks great? Uh, what do you I mean, do? Uh, yeah, I, I don't even know what to say there. I'm, I'm sure. I mean, how many years has he played now? And I, I mean, eventually... But yeah, you're right. This, if, if he if he looks like a Norris Trophy winner, great. Then you keep him, I guess. I I don't know. I, the only reason I say that is because this is the if. first summer he's been skating in Ottawa all summer. He's he stayed here. He's trained here. Oh. I don't know how different that makes it. I don't know what he did back home, but I just yeah. know it seems like he is at a different or he's trying harder this summer hey. uh, to find a spot I, or to at least be productive. And I hope I hope he works out. I hope he proves all the doubters wrong. I know what it's like being in that position and people questioning your game. And yeah. as a player, you just use that as fuel all day, every day. It's it's literally the ultimate motivation. So being told you can't do something and trying to prove people wrong is always a great motivator. I hope you can do it and figure it out. But I just like I said, I feel like his mind, it's just it's way too chaotic out there. And 
with this role that he's looking at and the price tag that comes with it, it's not a fit here on this team. Fair enough. I don't disagree with you. Um, one last point, and that's on Sanderson and Castley for the most part, is how, sure. and you'll appreciate this, is how Pierre kind of uh, avoids them. And for their only reason is they're not guaranteed spots, Nothing's right? They given. are on two-way contracts. He doesn't want – are you going to tell Jake Sanderson, don't worry when you come to camp, you got a spot? No. That never happens ever in any of the years I've ever covered the National Hockey League. Same with Mark Castellick. Mark Castellick, they may say in their minds, we think he might be able to take this spot, but they're not going to say it publicly. Yeah, they want him to earn it, right? And yeah. unless you're on that one-way deal, you know, with a little bit of term and you've proven yourself, then, you know, teams can be a little bit more forthright as far as, you know, you coming in and having yep. a guaranteed spot. But now with Sanderson, Castellick, a lot of these other young players that are coming in, um, you have to make it or you have to make it hard for them. You want them to earn it um, and earn that position. And I think that's the right play because you mentally, you know, you want yeah, them hungry. Yeah. You don't want them just going in there all kind of lackadaisical and, and comfortable. You want them a little uncomfortable. You want to see what they're made of and what kind of jam they have. And that's, it's always a test. Uh, and it's always an exciting time for young players. That's always the thing. If you're on a two-way contract, rarely do you ever get said that you got a spot on the team. So uh, when general managers speak at this time of year, just take it uh, with a little grain, grain of salt. Or, or just don't pay attention to it, right? Like, yeah. don't even listen yeah. to the media stuff. Just like, don't listen to us. Just focus on your game. <laughs> no, and, and pay listen to us. Be... Don't listen to anybody else. Yeah. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> you know what I mean. Yeah, yeah. Uh, coming up in the show, we've got uh, Matthew Joseph. Finally, I've been trying to track him down for months. Uh, he is going to join us. He is known as the life of the party, and we Wally, look forward to having it. Do yeah. you wear Do you wear that same bowling shirt during the interview? Are you going to change? No, and this is this is what you got today. So, so did you pay? Did you pay for that shirt? Like, I'm no. serious. I don't know if we're still recording. You didn't pay for it. <laughs> no, oh, thank God. I did not. Thank did God. Not. Okay. All right. We'll see you during I, the interview then. I've worn this on national television. Are you really? This is a uh, You're that I line have, that that line across your chest looks like a bike good, reflector eh? or something. Yeah, like it looks like it would glow in the dark. I, well, <laughs> I I use it when I flag for BEI on the side of the highway. It, it helps. <laughs> oh, I love it. You're a beauty. Uh, right. Speaking of our good friends at BEI, Bonisher Excavating Inc. Are you looking to refresh your front yard, do a complete landscape job, uh, or need some landscape stone aggregate? Maybe thinking of uh, redoing the driveway this summer. We, Bonisher Excavating here to yeah. help. Competitive pricing on all your landscape needs. You can hold give the stop call. sign for the wall. <laughs> I was going to say, give them a call, 613-432-1120, and maybe I'll stop by and help flag <laughs> down the cards. Uh, go to bonstrexcavating.com, BEI, helping to shape the Ottawa Valley. Uh, oh, fuck. Listen, I, I put some thought into this today. Actually, know, you know what? Know. Here's, a, here's an honest story. So when I got laid off from TSN, everything I had, had TSN on it. TSN Every, like on I had it. probably yeah, 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 yeah. 50 golf shirts and they're really good golf shirts. I know you don't like this one in particular, but so I had to, I just started giving them all away, but I've kept a couple. Uh, this is one of them. <laughs> Makes me chuckle that you kept this one, Wally. Uh, I've kept a couple and this is one of them. And so uh, I don't wear them often, but I do have. This uh, <laughs> all right. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, yeah, I think Darren Dreger's got the same one. Oh, that's uh, unfortunate. All right. Uh, still to come the Matthew Joseph interview as you're watching the Wally Mathod show brought to you by Ridge Rock Brewery uh, pleased to welcome into the show now a two-time Stanley Cup champion and Ottawa Senator Matthew Joseph Matthew how's your summer going my friend really good what about you guys 
it's good. Although that's it's the over. first time. See, that speaks to his character, Wally. That's the first time somebody's asked us how our summer has been going. That was very yeah. polite. Appreciate that, Matt. <laughs> this well, should go well. I'm excited. Event, right? Yeah. So. <laughs> uh, yes, for five months, you've allowed me to bother you to try to get you to come on the show, and I'm excited now to have you. Uh, it's been a long time. It's been a lot that's happened to you, I'm going to say, in the last year or so. Uh, can we just go back to maybe the way that you got traded here? Were you expected – or expecting a move, and were you surprised it was Ottawa? Um, yeah, a little surprised, to be honest. Um, you know, obviously, we, we made a big trade in, um, you know, in getting um, Braden Hagel um, yeah. at, the, at, the, at the deadline. And, uh, you know, after that, I just – I didn't really think about trades, to be honest. Uh, to be honest with you, it wasn't really in the back of my mind at all um, during that season. Um, but, you know, after – uh, our general manager, uh, you know, Julian came up to the media and said that, you know, don't expect other moves from us. There's probably not going to be other, other things that's going to happen. Uh, for me, it was pretty clear that, you know, nothing's going to, was going to happen. So uh, obviously a little bit surprised, um, but you know what, it's, it's a business, you know, it's, it's a business and, um, you know, you've seen other big trades that happened this summer, uh, not even necessarily expecting it. And, um, you know, you, it's a, it's the hard reality sometimes of our sports and, uh, you know, it's it's part it's part of it at the same time. So you know, obviously, a little bit surprised, but very excited to to have joined the Senators. And you know, obviously, signing a, a, a four years with them was uh, was important for me as well. And uh, you know, like I said, to show that I was uh, excited to be in that organization. How quick, or who was the first to text one another? Did you text Shabby right away, or did Thomas <laughs> Shabak get a hold of you first? Honestly, he called me like. I was pretty sad at the first time, you know, I had a lot of friends in Tampa, um, yeah. no, obviously great place to live. And when you hear the, I was, just, I was actually just coming back from, from a golf tournament. There's a golf tournament at the best bar in, uh, in Tampa every year. And, uh, you know, I got to, to be there. A lot of people were, there was what, six weeks left in, in the regular season. So, you know, a lot of Bolts fans were there and, uh, you know, asking us, Hey, good luck this year, going for three P blah, blah, blah. Like, and, uh, you know, that day, that's the day who, who I got the call on the way back after the golf course. So, you know, right after that, I obviously called my parents um, before I was out. And I think Shabby knew from from maybe before that, <laughs> before that even happened. And he called me with a huge smile. I was kind of a little disappointed. Uh, I guess I'll see you soon, buddy. But uh, no, he called me right away. And it was, uh, it was good. I mean, he was he was excited for me to, to be there. I'm, I mean, I was excited to see him as well. And um you know, obviously uh, everything was fine after the after that first day. I got over it really fast. How much how much easier, Matt, does it does it does it make it for you on a trade like that when you know a player is on the other team and you know him really well? In this case, obviously Thomas Shabbat. Did that ease that transition for you a little bit going into a room with a bunch of new players? Oh my god, it's it, it was my first time being traded in general, you know. Yep. So um obviously having some things in common with someone and uh you know, obviously a friend that I've played with in junior, that I've won with, uh, you know, roommates on the road and in, in, in most places with Team Canada. And, um, you know, it, it made the transition for me so much easier. And obviously Shabby is also one of the pillar in, in that organization, you know, an important piece of, of uh, the future in Ottawa. And um, while respecting around the room, uh, young veteran, if you can call it like that, and you know, having a guys like that, a guy like this that you know brings you um, to you know to to meet everyone and 
uh, to make you comfortable right away is, is very, you know, it was very important, very uh, useful for me in that transition. And, um, you know, shout out to him too, of, you know, right away, he was like, oh, you don't have to stay at the hotel, you can stay at my place, blah, blah, blah. Uh, you know, great hospitality from him. And, um, you know, obviously you probably won't hear this, but, uh, you know, I would probably do the same for him. So, okay. That is, and so wasn't right expecting now, anything less, you, actually. Uh, that's, that's fair. <laughs> Are you so? Are you still staying at his place? Like, what's going on? Like, I'm assuming he's kicking you out. Yeah, no, he's. Uh, I'm actually. I'm leaving. He's not kicking me out. I'm leaving. <laughs> <laughs> no, but for real, uh, it was good. This for the six weeks we were there. Um, you know, him and him and his girlfriend Marion that I knew very well as well was. Uh, they were great to me, and um, you know, couldn't have asked to, to have a better place to to stay for the six weeks that were that I was there, but. No, I I, uh, I like to live by myself uh, at some point. Then uh, this year, this is uh, this is what's gonna happen. Nice. Did the new contract make a difference in where you decide or where you picked a new place to live? <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, it might be. It's probably gonna be in the future. Um, probably not this year. Obviously, uh, I think I'm I'm gonna rent for 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 the first year. You know, getting to yeah. know the city a little bit too. And um, but that's definitely in the plan of. Of getting to buy something at some point in Ottawa, that's for sure. Okay, uh, last co- uh, a question I have about Shabby. Well, there's a couple, but one is he said when you signed the deal that you had to buy him dinner, despite Ooh. the fact that he probably makes twice as much as you. Uh, will what <laughs> kind of dinner will? Yeah, you- <laughs> what what kind of dinner would you give him? Um, honestly, he's from shit nowhere in both so pretty much anything was, <laughs> could work to be honest <laughs> um but no honestly um i know i know shaggy likes some good dinner good fancy dinner he's probably like like i say he's not used to, to have fancy dinners over there so uh, he's got to try some stuff but uh, it's gonna be my pleasure to to buy him dinner after all he did for me uh since i've been i've been here um what? i know i know he loves pasta so maybe a good italian place would be a, a great spot for Shab. We're coming back to him in a bit. First, I want to do Pearls of Wisdom brought to you by BEI. This is where we let the fans know a little bit more about you without just a typical bio. So let's go with some numbers. 91, that's the career goals you scored with the St. John Sea Dogs, mo- uh, third most in team history. 32 points uh, in the 2017 QMJHL playoffs, led the league. Uh, and of course, you will quite fondly remember four assists in the President's Cup clinching game. Um, five, that's the number of games it took you to score a hat trick with the Ottawa Senators. Tying the franchise record, huh? Uh, you'll never remember Steve LaRouche also scored a hat-trick in his fifth game of the Sens. And then finally, one. First career goal scored was against the Ottawa Senators in Ottawa on November 4th, 2018 versus Craig Anderson uh, in a game that you guys, the Lightning won, 4-3. Um, you had a pretty can good I, start. Can I add something to this yeah. too, by the way? Absolutely. Yeah, if you see that my first NHL goal is actually really funny because – uh Shabbat was on the ice and basically there was a turnover that happened and I kind of blocked this stick and he had like one hand on his stick and he was trying to play two on one against two on one but he's kind of back checking so I blocked the stick so I can you know so uh. he wouldn't be able to put a stick and he dropped it like a, it was almost a slashing you would still argue that it's a slashing <laughs> <laughs> but oh, I love um it. It was, but it but in my opinion it wasn't. But obviously, I, I mean, I'm the one who scored the goal, right? But uh, he still think that goal shouldn't have count. <laughs> still, so um, that's pretty funny that Chad was on the ice with us, actually. Oh, it's very good. Um, you had a really good start 
coming to Ottawa, I, like, was it obviously 12 points in the final 12 games? You had the hat trick, you had another three point assist, a three assist game right after. Uh, did it go better than you expected, or like, was this all adrenaline? How would you sum up your Ottawa senator season? Um, you know what? I think it's a little bit of a mix of things. Uh, you know, obviously, probably not going to produce at this rate in, in the future, necessarily, uh, right away. Um, obviously, uh, I think I can, I can fit in, in some places in, in the lineup and, um, able to, you know, I think I showed that I can, I can play with, with, with whoever lines you're putting me on. Yeah. Um, uh, <laughs> Sorry, ah. brothers, just completely got got no worries. Um, so yeah, he's no, always honestly, trying to show you up. Uh, no, but honestly, I think I you know I think I can mix mix it mix and match pretty well in in those uh, you know top three or even top four uh, the four lines and yeah. um, but at the same time I think it was a little bit of you know coming in a new team new guys you know want to prove yourself a little bit uh, you know I did get. A lot more ice time that I got in Tampa for some of these games, and um, you know I'm I'm a guy who gets when I get a lot of touches, I, my confidence goes up a lot, and um, and I I think you know I can follow up with everyone because of my speed. So uh, it was uh, maybe not something like I said, maybe not something I'm gonna hope, hopefully it stays like this, but you know uh, expectations would be really high for me to yeah. you know expect to, to keep going at this rate, but um, you know I think wherever I, I can fit in the lineup. Like I said, I'm a pretty versatile player. And, uh, you know, I, I have a lot of pride in my defensive game. So, um, you know, for me, uh, being able to play on the first, whoever I win the first three lines, I'll, hopefully uh, I can just help the team win. Yeah, and, and Matthew, that was sort of my takeaway when I was watching you play. You know, versatile came to mind right away, right? Like you can play up and down the lineup, as you just mentioned. And obviously you mentioned there toward the end about your defensive play. Now, like, were you killing like a lot of penalties in Tampa? Cause I know it's a big, it's an older team, a lot of vets. So I don't know what your role was necessarily there and how that translates into Ottawa. Like I'm assuming you're going to be looking for a lot of PK time here in Ottawa. I was, I was, um, you know, I was on the first unit in Tampa for, yep. uh, I would say probably 50 out of 60 games that I played there. Yep. Um, First or second. I mean, I it, it really depended uh, this year, you know, wh- wh- which team. But um, usually on the first or two guys uh, that were that were going out there uh, in Tampa, and you know that that was built with t- with time. To be honest, uh, you know, in my my rookie year, I started a little bit, but not much. They, my season after wasn't really, you know, wasn't really out there much. Um, but you know what? I, as more as more as I as I went up with with, with time and the years. Uh, that were coming, um, you know, they starting trusting trusting me a little bit more, and yeah. um, you know, something I take pride on in, in junior. Uh, you know, obviously, yeah, there were some stats here that you you just said, Brent, but I know in PK I had some, um, in in I mean in junior I had some some good numbers on the penalty kill as well, and you know I think I wanted to translate that to, to the pro level, and um, you know, obviously it's a little difficult, but I think my speed can definitely help uh, about that. Exactly. Speed. Right. And and like, I just imagine being on the power play, like let's assume I was a power play player, which I never touched it in my life. But if I'm on the blue line and I'm defending and a guy like you and Formanton are up there going back and forth, swinging around, it's like, it's a nightmare. Right. So yeah, it is. that's what the, to me, that's the dream. Like you guys being the two, the two go-to players up front on that PK, such a good role to have. Well, the thing is, is uh, also, you know, on the penalty kill, um, 
sometimes the power play thinks, you know, there's a guy, there's an extra guy and, uh, you know, we can probably beat them. But um, at the same time, sometimes, you know, there's, there's four fours on the ice. So that yes. change or even five. Some, some teams have sometimes five fours on the ice. Yep. That's not every, I mean, I'm thinking for myself, but if I think a two on one as a four, <laughs> I, you know, I don't really know what I'm doing out there, you know? Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. you know, sometimes if the D gets caught and, you know, you get up to a two on one, uh, you know, there's chances to bring offense there, and um, they're they're huge they're huge momentum swing during a game. Uh, shorthanded goal, shorthanded goal in a game can change completely the aspect of a game. Even if you're down by a, lot, a couple goals or even up by a couple goals, and um, yep. you know, I think they, they're important. And uh, even if your PK, you know, I think also if your PK does a really good job of um, changing momentum, not even if they score, but if they have a couple of scoring chances. Yep. Well, that can brings up some guys that, you know, not necessarily go out there, but, um, you know, first couple of lines that are, are guys who can put a puck in the net. So, mm-hmm. um, so you know, I think in general, uh, all this together can really help a, a team to have success. And um, I think it was a pride of, of Tampa in the last couple of years. I think, you know, uh, it was it was important for us to, to be good in penalty kill. And um, that did definitely gave us some boost. Mm. Uh, when you scored your hat trick, did you, by chance, Anthony Screlli's a good friend, did you send a chirp text anything or did you send one to John Cooper going, I told you all along I had this? <laughs> no, no, I didn't. Honestly, I, a couple of guys congratulated me. But, um, you know, I saw these guys at the at the White House um, when I was injured at the end of the year. And, um, you know, they were all talking. They all talked to me a little bit about it. And, and John as well. And um, saying the guys were, were kind of fired up for, for this to happen to me. So, uh, no, I didn't get a text. I didn't text any of these guys, but uh, they were really nice. Uh, they were really nice. I, I have to ask, like you brought it up there, the White House. We've never had a guest on actually go through that process. I don't expect you to give us every little detail, obviously, mm-hmm. but what's that like? Like getting in through the security, driving up in the bus, like t- tell us about it. Yeah, I mean, you know what? I don't know why I was nervous, but I was, <laughs> you know, just getting in. Uh, I, I, I shouldn't have been, you know, but, um, you know, Obviously, a lot of securities uh, left and right, double checking stuff. Um, but at the same time, they were super nice, and it was uh, it was just pretty historical for me. You know, you get in and there's uh, you know there's posters and and paintings from years and years and years old, and um, you know a lot of a lot of history behind it, and uh, cool building too. You know, really well, obviously well clean, kept together, but. Yeah. Also, a massive building that you don't expect to have that much in there. Yeah, and uh, yeah. yeah, and and to be honest, it was a uh, it was a great experience for me. I wasn't sure at first, um, obviously, just because of the awkwardness a little bit of uh, you know coming back with your old team and yeah. Um, but at the same time, at the same time, you know, they were we won together, and um, you know, they're always going to be my family no matter what. So did, um, did they take did they take your cell phones? Did they let you walk in with your phones? <laughs> Yeah, I was at, I was I was at the U.S. Embassy the other day for my son because he was born in Texas and they made us check our phones at the door and iPads, you name it. We weren't allowed in the building. Really, That's why really. I asked. Well, yeah. you know what? You actually have a good point here because uh, we we actually we, so we got to you know spend a little bit of time in the in the White House and then you know the, the President Biden brought us to the Oval Room for yeah. a little bit of time, just showing us showing us around and talk to us a little bit, uh, you know about how this is going and and um just basically united states of america so 
um it was pretty cool to get in there but this place we didn't we couldn't take pictures uh, so okay. you know it depends yeah. so th- there's a couple places where you know it's a little bit uh, a little bit more touchy but what i was most impressed of was the size of um size of the window like the thickness of the size of the oh, window right. everywhere like the doors are so heavy you know uh, and you feel like if you touch it here, like the actual end of the window is like over there. So uh, <laughs> it was, it was, it was pretty, uh, it was pretty interesting and pretty cool, cool for me to, yeah, it was a really cool experience for you. Yeah. Nice, nice. I did the, the Bruins uh, cup one in 2013, whatever year it was one of the neatest, coolest experiences I've ever had. And they had my date wrong uh, for my passport. They had the year off and they wouldn't let me in. And I'm standing outside in the rain at the security desk. And all of a sudden, out of nowhere, like plainclothes people with dogs just appeared out of nowhere. It was, that was a bit intimidating. They finally let me in. Uh, and then we got to go downstairs. So you go down where all those little rooms are. And I think they call it the Washington room where you, and I think that's where you meet the media. Like that stuff is really neat to see when you don't have the opportunity, like everybody does to just go hang mm. out at the White House. Yeah. Yeah. Like the, you know, the, uh, the type of, uh, I forgot the word, but um, the dishes that, you know, every president had. Yeah. Like what they, they they can just decide what 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 like um design they want on their on their um dishes and like there's all those presidents that have that and uh all the all the first lady as well so it, things like this that you don't see anywhere else and it's like a it feels <laughs> like a massive museum at the same time as yes. uh, you know a, a really important part in in the United States uh, history or yeah. Nice. Okay. Well, let's move on to you getting back to the White House and winning a Stanley Cup with the Ottawa Senators. Um, and it may not happen this year, but perhaps soon. There's a lot of excitement, Matthew. I'm sure you've seen it uh, throughout the summer about the new look of this team, the additions and everything. Like, what is your feeling as you guys head into this season? Has there been a lot of talk with you and Shabby and whatever about what's going on here and, and the excitement level surrounding it? Yeah, um, you know, obviously we've, we've talked a little bit about it. We saw each other a couple of times this summer. Um, in general, I think, you know, we, we feel the buzz around the team a little bit. We feel the buzz around the city a little bit as well. Um, you know, the thing is, is it's the NHL. You know, it's it's a, it's a hard league to win no matter what team you are. And, uh, you know, obviously you see it with Tampa in the, in the last three years being able to reach the final, but there was a lot of up and down in our season as well that, you know, even if they were able to get there, it's, it's a process, you know, and um, it's, I'm not trying to lower expectation on your team. Um, I'm just trying to say that it's a hard league to win, no matter what lineup you have in front of you. Yep. And, uh, and, you know, I think we know that. I think the team knows that the management know that knows that as well. And it's going to come down to who competes more on, you know, opening nights. And um, and the consistency of our team. Uh, obviously, there's some new addition in there, great additions, and you know everyone's really excited. I am as well um, to see these guys in, in action. Some really talented players, and uh, yeah. but at the same time, we're gonna have to build chemistry with 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 this. And it's not. It doesn't take you know one or two games sometimes to just build chemistry with with new guys. It takes some times, and um, you know you're you're lucky if something something you know gets. Um, have have chemistry right away. Uh, it's yeah. not something that is usually easy, um, you know, to to pr- reproduce. In, in in fact, of you know, other guys coming to new teams. Um, obviously, I feel like those guys are pretty easy to play with. I'm not gonna lie, but 
Um, like I said, it's gonna maybe because it's gonna take more time than people expect. And uh, you know, I know a camp is really quick too. So you know, you're gonna have to put a system in it, try to find some line combination, and um, you know, fills fills this with the new addition, uh, the new addition of the new guys. And um, you know, so obviously we'll see what happens, but definitely excited to uh, for this opportunity with the new guys coming in. So you're you're gonna probably play. I mean, I'm only making assumptions here, but. I think a lot of people have you slotted with Pinto and Formington. I, I don't know where you, like, there's obviously, I know you can play up and down the lineup, but I'm assuming you're probably going to start with those yeah, two. Yeah. How familiar are you with Shane? And have you, I mean, obviously you're not skating yet in Ottawa. What's that going to be like for you? And have you spoken to him much? And are you excited for that? I've actually, uh, you know, sent him a couple of Snapchat here and there during the season. I was like, I hope you're ready this year. <laughs> I can't wait to buzz with you. <laughs> just to put him in the mindset of, hey, when we were this good chance, yeah. we're going to play together. Um, but no, I've, you know, I've met Shane last year and he was injured. So we got to just spend a lot of time together actually. And, uh, you know, it's a good thing. I feel like for obviously chemistry, being able to, um, you guys going to be a new season for him. Obviously, um, things happen in the last two years that make him not able to play as much. Um, but you know, I, I, I'm excited to see him play. Uh, I haven't really seen him, what he's capable of. And, uh, I just know he's a really good, reliable two-way center and, um, yep. who's young and has a ton of talent. So. Uh, really excited for that, and you know, steadies. I loved I love playing with Tony Sorelli in in Tampa. A little bit similar style of you know hard kind of good two way players, and can 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 do a can do anything on the ice really. And hopefully, um, you know, Pinkin is able to do that. And really excited to play with the with a right winger, uh, right uh, center too. Uh, what do you take out of the dressing room in Tampa? I guess, mentally that you can bring to Ottawa. Clearly, a veteran group. It's won Stanley Cups. A lot older group. Like, what have you learned that you can maybe use here in Ottawa? Yeah, I think um, a really good mentality in Tampa was, um, you know, that no matter – first of all, you're never really out of a game in general. I think mm-hmm. I, I learned this the, the, the best way in my first year. We were down 4 nothing, 5 nothing. sometimes. We end up winning games. And uh, – you know, that's that's number one thing. Sometimes it's momentum swings, right, during games and during the season. And um, so I think that's one mentality I brought. Uh, the second thing also is, you know, not, not panicking. I know it's a little bit similar, but um, it's really important to not panic in, in general on the ice against each other. You know, sometimes things don't go your way. You got to find a way to make it go your way. And I think the biggest thing in Tampa was that. Like you saw in, in – um, in the playoffs and um, you know obviously the first game against Columbus you had to go to five overtime after we got swept the year before you know that could have changed a lot of the mentality we had but after that you know after you go five overtime in five overtimes and then you end up after losing you know four, four in a row to Columbus after finishing first mm-hmm. the year before, prior to this it, it makes you think okay well you know there's no limits the, the, the sky mm-hmm. like th- this was the, probably the hardest thing I've ever had to do so after that, you know, not that nothing, it's, it's still hard, but it's a good, it's a good way to understand that. Oh my God. Like I pushed my body to almost the limit here after five yeah. hours of time playing, playing for seven straight hours, you know? So, you know, that was something that, you know, I think I can bring this here. Obviously didn't play as, didn't play this game, but, um, you know, saw and, you know, sudden that month mentality from veteran group. And, um, yeah, I would say that's probably the, the, the two most important thing, uh, you know, not panicking and, um, you know, you're never really out of the game. And, um, 
if you trust the process in a way, I think it's important too. You know, you're not going to win the Stanley Cup in the first 10 games of the season. So right. I think a process, I think the process is important in that, uh, in that sense of, you know, every game you got to be consistent, you got to show up every game. And uh, when it doesn't go your way, then the next game is more important. And, you know, I think that's the mentality you have to have uh, every day. Uh, you're watching the Wally Mathot Show brought to you by Ridge Rock Brewery. Uh, go to ridgerockbrewco.ca, order online. You can mix and match. Uh, use the Ridge Rock uh, Wham Show coupon code, uh, 15% off, and you can try their new dry hop sour, tart light bodied hints of pineapple, guava, grapefruit, and citrus. Uh, Ridge Rock Brewery. Try to ridgerockbrewco.ca. Um, Matt, I'm just curious about if you win the Stanley Cup, you've had, uh, let's see, I've seen you drink out of the cup, I've seen you eat poutine out of the cup. What would be the next logical progression for you to have in the Stanley uh, Cup? <laughs> oh boy, that's a really hard question, honestly. Uh, really, I haven't really think about it. I know poutine is something I wanted to do for years. Uh, you know, talked about <laughs> talked about it really, you know, prior even winning uh, the Stanley Cup. But um, you know what? I don't know. I think uh, uh, it's kind of tough for me to, to to answer this because you know I'm I'm such a you know, I'm such a day-to-day kind of guy that you know I didn't really think about <laughs> about doing this again. But um, I'll try to think about it and maybe answer you middle of the uh, of this uh, of the podcast. All right, fair enough. Think I'm, I'm thinking a Beaverdale, perhaps from Ottawa, but it's not necessarily as exciting. I I do appreciate the poutine. Uh, are you a poutine connoisseur, by the way? A poutine what? Connoisseur. Like, do you look for the best? Like, what would be your favorite poutine? You know what? I I really do like poutine, but I'm not a, like a I'm not a complicated guy. Like I really <laughs> need my poutine to be like you know fries, cheese curds, and gravy. There's so oh, many you... different types of poutine now with like pork and yeah. sausage. Yeah, they ruin it. And, but yeah, and you know what? Poutine should just be simple. It's he normal. doesn't really look. He doesn't really strike me as the type that eats a lot of poutine either, Wally. Am I wrong there, Matt? No, I I, I don't eat a lot. <laughs> A poutine, but I can eat poutine often. <laughs> okay, that's fair. That's fair. Uh, well, so no, but based on, I was gonna say, based on your social media this year, uh, this summer, what do you think the percentage of you with your tarp off is? I think it's about ninety percent of basically all the photos I've seen. No shirt. You're like Matt. You and Matt yeah, can I hang do, out I, all. Matt, summer. Matt, I'm the same way in the summer. I never wear a shirt, so yeah, I get. Uh, it. I mean, it's too hot to wear a shirt. Honestly, <laughs> I, it's just it, it just gets it just gets too hot, and you know I don't feel comfortable wearing. Uh, you, you know what? It's kind of funny you say that because uh, you know at home it's. I was trying to find a shirt for this interview because I don't I don't. Me too. I don't wear shirts. At, <laughs> I don't wear shirts at home. So um, no, but uh, you know what? I got to. To, to go a couple places, which is which was nice. Spent a couple times on on the beaches in, in you know in Maine, and get to go in St. John as well. And um, you know, it was obviously a had personal photographer following me around. No, I'm just kidding. But, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, I mean, no shirts is the best thing. What's your favorite vacation spot? Um, the favorite place that I've visited or you know uh probably ever it's it's tough for me to answer this also but uh i would say iceland or hawaii i think that both places oh, wow. that, I've, that i've been to uh this year was my first time in hawaii and i can't wait to go back honestly it was 
really cool experiences just feels both places just don't feel like it's the same planet you know it just doesn't feel like you're on the same um obviously they live very differently but as well as you know vegetation and um their lifestyle that they're living is just completely different so mm. uh really enjoy both those places um when you come into this year do you set goals i I know this is a tough one. Players hate answering this question necessarily. Like I'm going to score 50 goals. Doesn't make sense. But do you have personal goals that you're looking to accomplish? Um, you know what? I think it's a, uh, it's a good question. Obviously um, there is some personal goals I want to achieve. Uh, I don't know about the numbers yet. I think it's going to be, um, it's going to depend a lot on probably the first 10, 15 games of the season as well. Yeah. You know, I think, you can see a little bit more where your role is going to be, you know, your ice time wise, uh, um, you know, injuries happens here and there too. So, you know, that's, yep. that's a big thing, but uh, to be honest with you, I'm, I've always wanted to, you know, achieve goals for myself, but uh, my goal is to win. I enjoy winning over anything else and um, in anything I do, to be honest with, and it's not just, like I said, not just in hockey. If I want to play, if I play golf, I'm starting against people. If I, if I do pretty much anything, I just enjoy winning. And um, if, you know, my personal goals don't aren't reach as, as much as, you know, winning is, then I can, um, you know, I can cut a little bit of those performance uh, thing if I enjoy winning. And I think that's a lot of what, what I was doing in Tampa. Obviously, um, uh, you know, they trusted me a lot on, like I said, on the first PK earlier. And my goal, you know, one of my big uh, objective was to be really reliable on the, on the penalty kill. And um, despite, you know, not being always consistent on it, uh, you know, if if I was able to help the team win with, you know, my partner out there, it was it was more important for me than, you know, my my my, my own performance, if you can say something, yeah. if you can say no, it like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. yeah you, you'd sacrifice some of your own personal achievements for winning, right? Like, I get yeah. it. Like, you're you're putting your yeah. own personal interests aside. In, in the best interest of the team. And that's the perfect answer. Honestly, I, I totally agree with you. It's the right attitude to have. Yeah. Well, I think, you know what? I feel like winning is going to help you, you know, reach those exactly. performance. So at the same time, like if you were able to win in, in those, obviously, you know, you want to help the team to win and you, you want to score as, mo- as many goals as you want. Uh, that's not something, you know, that uh, I, I'm going to deny, but, um, you know, I feel like if you keep winning and keep winning, it's just going to help the entire team per, on the personal level. And, um, Agreed. you know, I, I've, I've seen it in Tampa, like I said, in a couple of years and, uh, you know, some guys have signed, you know, huge tickets to, uh, after those, after those cup runs because of that. And, yep. um, not just because of that, obviously deserve it. Uh, but you know, uh, winning helps everybody and yep. it's, uh, it's a, it's a mentality that I want to bring, not that I want to bring, that just that I always had, and um, since I'm, you know, junior or midget, so. Uh, you talk about being uh, ultra competitive. You played this summer in a charity hockey tournament where you were named captain of one of the teams. Uh, is that one of those where you don't want to lose? <laughs> uh, you know what? Usually, yeah. Um, I don't know. This year, I wasn't really good at all. Uh, during that game and uh we ended up not winning it but uh yeah i mean every time i step on the ice and obviously it's summertime you know you don't want to shoot on ankles and you know take yeah. scopper from the from the blue lines uh 
But uh, yeah, I mean, I, I like a little bit of competition in, in pretty much anything I do. And um, doesn't just make it more fun. It's also, uh, it puts you in the right mindset in general. And uh, it's, uh, it's more fun to do it with a little bit of competition than uh, if you're just participating, you know. So uh, definitely, uh, definitely something I'm, I was uh, competitive in. Shabby had a Bruins jersey on in that uh, event, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, will there be <laughs> yeah, uh, any kind of repercussions for that? Uh, I had a Vegas Vegas Golden Knight jersey on, so I don't know. It's, just, uh, it's a, <laughs> there's a lot going on, um, but no, they won't be. That event in um, that event in Quebec City uh, actually was um, Bergeron uh, and Gagne uh, one and. I think it it was their fourteenth fourteenth uh, um, year season or yeah yeah fourteenth yeah. event and uh, you know obviously one from one of the Golden Knights and one uh, and one in the Bruins and uh, you know really fun charity um, another shout out to him honestly he was uh, he was really kind to to um, bring my brother and I for the first time this year and um, you know it was ten eleven twelve thousand people in the stands during that event for. For um, Louis Can, which is you know cancer researching cancer in kids and other all, other charities, and um, you know I, I put it on my social media, but it's always humbling for me to participate in in those type of charities and um, you know helping young kids in our generation, not just in hockey, but in general. And if I could have an impact on those uh, those kids, and and by playing a charity game, I mean it's not something very hard for for me to do to come in and just put my shoes and talk to a little bit of people, and you know getting to uh, raise some money for for things that matters. And, um, well, I'm always, uh, you know, happy to do it. You, yeah, you raised a lot of money this summer. And that's one of the things about you. And I said, when Ottawa traded for you was that you will become a fan favorite because of the way that you conduct yourself, the energy you bring. Mm. And I got to see part of that at the world championships early on. How long did it take you to open up in the Sens room? Like, were you pretty quiet at the beginning or did you start right away? Uh, you know what? I don't know. I think the guys are probably going to be able to answer that better than me. Uh, you know, I'm not a shy guy, to be honest, and um, I like I like talking too much, probably, and um, <laughs> and you know, sometimes it it can be annoying in the room when you know someone comes in right away and you're just like, wow, this guy takes a lot of room. Um, but at the same time, I, I think my personality is just that you know I enjoy being at the rink, I enjoy being around the guys, I enjoy competing, and uh, you know, I feel like this. If you have that positive attitude every day, even if you talk too much, then it's contagious, you know. So um, I love debates, love opinions, love talking about you know random things. And um, but you know, I think it took me a couple of days to to really adapt, knowing starting to know the guys. But like I said, I had the a big pillar pillar in shabby, and you know, I knew all other guys as well in the locker room. And to be honest, just getting in the room was was so easy. Um, you know, the guys were welcoming me really well. Uh, it's a group of guys that are similar to my age, you know, where we're all around the same age group. And um, it was a fun, it was a fun environment and a fun atmosphere on the team. And, uh, you know, hopefully we can do the same and this year with, with that winning part as well. So one of the things talk about, one of the things people talk about is how close Tampa is and how it plays a part in their vic in their winning. Uh, did you notice, and people have talked about Ottawa being that kind of close-knit group because, like you said, you're all roughly the same age. Did you see that kind of tight-knit dressing room early on? Yeah, I saw it right away. Um, you know, I saw the 
the, the guys are there to compete. They're exciting for, for new places to play. You know, obviously, you know, first couple of years in the league, uh, you know, I'm still, I'm still, um, I'm still adapting in new places and, you know, I have places in the league that I uh, have played maybe once or twice, not even. So it's fun to go places and you could see the guys were excited about it. And, um, you know, obviously the environment and the atmosphere around the team and the buzz and the guy chirping each other and, you know, little things that you see usually in close teams, uh, it reminded me a little, a little bit of about, you know, my team in junior and we were extremely close. Uh, you know, that St. John alumni this year, uh, we, we were all in the Mem Cup and um, I think 35 alumni or 40 alumni came back in St. John for, for the weekend. That's, wow. That just shows how much, you know, how much it meant for us to play there, but also how tight the groups we were in those two, um, you know, championship team that we had over there. So, uh, you know, it reminded me a little bit of that. And um, so, like I said, really easy for me to just jump in and, in there and kind of fit in right away, I feel like. Did you have any issues with anybody prior to joining the Ottawa Senators? Had you had any mixes, mix-ups on the Fair ice? Uh, no, not really. Um, you know, I, I'm, trying to, I'm trying to think, honestly, of, of the guys uh, around. I mean, I wasn't really a fan of Wadi, obviously. I, <laughs> he, he was, I was a little scared of him playing against him. <laughs> uh, but, you know, I got, got to meet him. And obviously, great guy. But, no, I didn't really have any beef with... Oh, you know what? Actually, there's one time I played in, in Ottawa. And uh, I finished my hit a little late on, on, on Josh. It was a little late. And uh, the puck came, came to me right away, right after that. And I think he got a, I think he got a penalty for interference after trying to hit me before I got the puck. And uh, we ended up scoring on it. And I think that was the most chirp I've had against any Ottawa Senators. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe him and Holdy trying to cross-check me too hard, boxing me out in front of the net. That's the two guys, I'd say. <laughs> Stuff is so good. Um, okay, if what's the biggest celebrity you've ever hung out with? Oh, boy. Um... I'm. I don't really know, honestly. Uh, I'm trying to think. I'm thinking like Stanley Cup parties. There must be somebody hanging around. Yeah, um, I was really sober for those uh, those <laughs> moments. Those are a little hard to answer. Uh, fair enough. No, but honestly, uh, you know, Ron Gravy was around the team a lot. Um, you know, it was, it was pretty fun. It was pretty fun to to hang out with with him. Um, but yeah, I would say probably him. Obviously, we met some. Met some guys from from a little bit everywhere being around the league, but um, you know I like my tight group to uh, my close friend group at home, and um, I would say maybe Shabby is probably the most celebrity, the biggest celebrity. <laughs> if you had to that. sing, I won't tell him. If you had to sing karaoke with one of your teammates, I'm not gonna let you pick Shabby because you're too close. Who would you pick? Okay. Uh, well, I you know what I, I might I might take. Brady, I think Brady was was really good at singing. Uh, was it Wonderwall? Uh, yeah. Or and, Mr. Brightside, uh, one of those. Yeah. yeah, Mr. Brightside. That's what it is. That's what it is. Oh yeah, it was killer. And uh, yeah, yeah. you know, he doesn't he doesn't have really have shyness at all. And um, <laughs> you know, Brownie wasn't there, but if I I think prior to this, I'll probably think Brownie and sing a pretty good rap song together. <laughs> <laughs> um. You've become a bit of a like a fashion guy on TikTok, or at least you like to be on TikTok showing what you've got in the closet. Will you be offering fashion advice to the Ottawa Senators? You know what? Uh, I don't think so at all. I'm going to have to change my wardrobe a little colder, uh, to be honest. Uh, 
I need some, I need a couple coats that I didn't, didn't really need in like the last couple <laughs> years. <laughs> but uh, no, honestly, uh, I think in general, because coming in the room in Ottawa and I was like, wow, guys are, guys are dressing really well. I mean, obviously around the league as well, but um, it's, a, it's a little bit of a, it's a little bit of a fashion, you know, not a fashion show, I wouldn't say fashion show, but a fashion not sometimes going to rink. I think, you know, Stutes, uh, TV is, is always wearing his, is a one uh, is a one you know outfits everywhere he goes. So uh, you know he's 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 a fashion kind of guy. And I think in general in our team, um, you know the guys were guys that like to dress well, and um, it's it's good. I mean it's it's good to feel good in in, in what you're wearing, and uh, but definitely not here for for giving any fashion tips. Okay, who's the worst? Of the, you haven't had a lot of time to see guys. Yeah, that's who's hard. the worst dresser. Mean, There's got to be like, one I would, guy. I would, There's, I there's got to be a really guy wearing happy. like, sorry, I, I was. There's got to be a guy wearing like straight leg jeans or like just bad, just bad style. Like, there's got to be one guy. Honestly, like I, I hate to say it, but you know, sometimes I, I really had to, I really had to say to, ha- to ask like Hammer what he was wearing. I was like, like Hammy man, what, what are you wearing, buddy? Like, <laughs> <laughs> but honestly, I, I'm, I'm, I kind of, fu- I'm kind of fucking around a bit, but. Uh, you know, obviously he had some great suits and stuff, but there's some days where he came in and he's a guy, you know, obviously from, from Winnipeg, I think. And, uh, you know, he's, he's got more of that, um, you know, farmer vibe a little bit. And, he's from, uh, he's from not, Winnipeg. That's all you have to from say. Winnipeg. He's from yeah, Winnipeg. Exactly. There's and, not a whole know, lot great, going on there. Great, great guy. Great, great guy. Good looking dude too. But just, you know, <laughs> sometimes, sometimes I was like, ah, maybe I wouldn't have wear this with that, you know, <laughs> but it's not me, you know, so. Uh, love Hammer, That's by good. the way. Love him. That's good. That's good. When will you put, like, both your rings on and go out? Like, what event would it be that you really want to show off to somebody? Yeah, see, uh, that's pretty easy for me to answer. I've never – I brought that maybe twice. And uh, first time was uh, when they asked us to bring it. And, you know, I even I didn't even bring it on my way back to uh, the White House. Like, all the guys had, had it and uh, – yeah, I I've shown it a couple of times when people ask me, but I don't I I don't really wear, wear it at all. <laughs> well, I'd like to wear it then. I could brag about this at the bar, right? I don't know if you've seen this or not, but uh, do you have hobbies? What does Matthew Joseph do uh, when he's not playing hockey? Yeah, uh, you know, obviously love golfing. Uh, haven't played enough this summer. I wish I I played a little bit more, but love golfing. Really fan of it. Uh, I love tennis as well. I don't. Like I said, not 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 play and uh, didn't play as much as I wanted to this summer. But a uh, huge tennis fan in in her family in general. Um, you know, I do a little bit of music here and there, but I'm not very good at it. Uh, you know, I'm I'm trying just trying 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 to learn uh, a little bit. But that's a hobby. I think I'm gonna have a little bit more time to do with all that snow this year. So, mm-hmm. um, but yeah, I would say probably the those those three things are. Um, you know, I play video games here and there, but meh, not that much. So, um, yeah, I, you know what? I like things that usually um, makes uh, challenge me a little bit. Uh, you know, golf is no matter in any point, if, even if they're an expert at it, it still challenges you in anywhere you, you're on the course. And um, same with music. It's it's not something that, you know, I, I get to uh, I didn't I did often when I was younger. Um, so it's uh, it's fun for me to do. Okay, so you brought it up with music. What's the one artist on your playlist that people wouldn't expect to hear? 
one artist in my playlist that people wouldn't expect me to like to, to have in my playlist. Yeah, you know like, what I mean? yeah. Like, something uh, kind of embarrassing. Um, something kind of embarrassing. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm trying to think. Uh, I really like that song, Unwritten by uh, Natasha. Nothing feels. Great yes. song. Yeah. yeah, I love that song. Actually, <laughs> it's a good song. I, you know, there's some there's some songs you have in your phone that you know you don't skip. You, like you, you go next, yep. you, you play yep. shuffle, you and then and that's one of the songs. If it goes, if it gets on, like I'm not skipping it. Like I'm. Do you I'm do you work to out? To, like you obviously take pretty good care of yourself. Do you work out to it? Is it on in the gym? <laughs> no, I don't put it in the gym. No. <laughs> okay, well, that's good. That's good. That's a good thing. But before games, honestly, before games, I, I I'm a huge music guy. I, I you know I listen yeah. to music a lot during games, and um, you know, there's some embarrassing things in there here and there, like Miles Cyrus, No Party in the USA. I'd I'd wow. like to play here and there. Yeah, some some <laughs> some ra- some random you know things that people wouldn't expect. That's for sure. Huh. Uh, Interesting. Eh? <laughs> one question we ask all our guests: If you're sitting on the, the couch and you're watching Suits with your brother or whatever. What is your cheat snack? What is the one thing that you would like to eat more often that you probably shouldn't? Uh, it's this one's so easy. Well, it's so easy. I'm a huge sweet kind of guy, by the way. So, I'm, you know, I really like cookies and um, sweets, to be honest. Huge cereal guy. I always have like five or six different types of cereal at home. Um, yeah, me too. And um, you know what? I think the, main, the number one thing, if you go with chocolate, I would have Swiss rolls. I I could eat a full box of Swiss wow. rolls. Wow. Yeah. That is really, solid. really, really do enjoy it. And <laughs> uh, if you go with candy wise, you know, I'm, I can finish a good, a good package of, of Sour Patch Kids as well. So <laughs> I, both ways, whatever you want, you want. I really, I really like Wally. This is great. Cause we've got probably yeah. one of the fittest guys that we've had on our podcast. And he was so specific with all his cheat snacks. There was no doubt whatsoever. Oh my God. I like that. I like that. You have no idea. Honestly, I, uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm kind of lucky in some ways because, uh, I, I do have a fast metabolism. Um, yeah. maybe it's cause the energy I spend just talking so much, uh, that just makes <laughs> me burn so much calories um but uh, i'm i've been pretty you know lucky to eat pretty much what i want since yeah. um since i'm born and uh that's uh obviously taking taking care of what i eat it's 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 crucial for you know how i feel on the ice but uh yeah. i can have a couple of cheat days um maybe more often than others yeah and, uh, you're, and, you're, t- and you're 25 right so and, uh, yeah like a, co- a couple means, years it starts to go a little bit just a little bit yeah uh, we'll, 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 we'll see You'll burn lots of calories this winter as you shovel your driveway. So yep. there's the added <laughs> bonus of that. Yeah, that's for sure. Uh, Matthew, we appreciate your time for stopping by. It's been a lot of fun. And, and I've been excited to have you on because people get to see the personality that you have. Uh, it yep. will be infectious. You will be a fan favorite uh, if you're not already. And so that's what we look forward to. It's an exciting year. And we look forward to seeing how you're going to be uh, playing on the ice with this team. Thank you so much. I did have a lot of fun. Should have... Uh... Should have uh, answered earlier than that. That's for sure. <laughs> <laughs> well, hopefully it won't be five more months so we can get you back on the show. We'll get so, you back yeah, on here. Yeah. All right. Sure. Take care, my friend. Good luck this season. Thanks, Matt. Thank you so much, guys. And as always, thank you very much to Matthew Joseph for stopping by. Uh, the Wally Mathot Show uh, has all its merchandise at gongshowgear.ca. Uh, go on their website, check out the uh, the website. There's all kinds of sales going on at the moment and get the latest in 
hockey fashion apparel uh, that includes the Walling Thought merchandise. Gongshowgear.ca. Uh, go to the collaboration section and you'll find it. All right. Time to welcome into the show as always. Uh, master graphic maker, uh, Craig. Hey, what's up? <laughs> i want to listen i want i want to get back in talking about some shirts here in a second but before we do oh. that before we do that uh matthew joseph hit on something that hit very close to home for me when he brought up swiss rolls i don't know if you guys know this i legit i eat a swiss roll a day what was, oh yeah i'm not kidding <laughs> no idea yeah I you're eat an one, animal i eat like one a day it's probably like I, I i've tried to scale back the bad foods i eat but that's the exception i will make i eat one a day really yeah yeah Usually, I had no idea. I, yeah. I don't remember the last time I had one. They started selling them fresh now, too. You can buy them from like Farm Boy or the grocery stores. There's like fresh made Swiss what? rolls. I'm not kidding, man. I eat like one a day. We have to buy like two <laughs> or three packs at a time because my kids make fun of me. Like they get an allotment. They each are allowed two of whichever one they want over the course of the week. Help yourselves. Uh, but yeah, it's a, we're, we're all consuming a lot of Swiss rolls around here. So that was kind of fun. kind of fun to hear. Hey, but maybe maybe that's yep. uh, the physique trick, right? I don't know. Maybe. Maybe that's I'll write probably, that down for a Christmas gift not, for Craig. But I don't think yeah, all right. It's probably not the thing. Yeah. Okay. Probably uh, not. Yeah. Another thing, <laughs> boys, while you guys were chatting, I saw the um, yesterday, actually, the uh, Buffalo Sabres are bringing back the goat head uh, jersey, which uh, should bring some fond and unfond memories to Sense fans around the world. Uh, yeah. Because that jersey played some roles on both sides. But it got me thinking a little bit, too, as far as, like, what are some of the other, like, kind of more iconic jerseys from years past that maybe you'd like to see come back as, as a part of the reverse retro thing that uh, the, the NHL has got going on this year. I've always liked the Vancouver ah. stick. That's always been a big one for me. I, I just like the colors. I like the look. Uh, that would probably be at the top of the list. And then I don't know if you can consider Hartford or the Quebec Nordiques ones. Those are always cool because you just don't see them anymore. Carolina won yeah. the Hartford ones, right? I think. Yeah, uh, they theirs. did it last year. That was kind of correct. Yeah, I would, yeah. Mine, mine would be, I think, just because growing up, like the Mighty Ducks hit so hard, is that the, the, the logo they had in 93, I think they brought in, and mm. they've had it since, I think it was their third until like 2006. Um, like the old school from the movie, right? It's just mm -hmm. between the nostalgia. Yeah. I love the look. I don't know. It just hits different for me. That would be my pick. I think the Jets got some room to make some stuff. I'd like to see. Oh, I don't yeah. know. I don't totally. know if they, I don't know. Like, first off, their original one is classic. Like the ones they wore for the 90s, the Team Usulani. Those are so nice. But could they rock a Thrashers? Like, would that be, is that the same as Carolina? No. They couldn't do no. it? No. Those, those jerseys were terrible. Oh, I know. Yeah, but I not agree. only that, nobody wants to remember the Atlanta Thrashers. Like, it's a very forgettable place. There's nobody in Winnipeg that's like, man, I wish we had an Atlanta Thrasher jersey to wear. No chance. So that, no chance. that'll be the one. You know what? The other one is Colorado Rockies. Uh, okay. I like the C look they had, too. I thought that one was pretty cool. Oh, you know what I want to bring here? This is all I know I'm, this is for the video <laughs> and you guys probably the audio listeners can't hear it. But remember the 90, uh, I think it was like the 93 All-Star jerseys. Oh, Do you guys uh, remember those? Yeah. Those are filth. Oh, yeah. Like they're just like, again, just I remember the hockey cards yeah. and like. The, the nostalgia yeah. around that kind of stuff. Like, I, I miss that. That's what I, I'd like to see return. I think it was like 88 or 87, but they had one of them, instead of going black and white, one of them was orange. Like, they had the orange oh, one and then the white one. Say no more. Gretzky. There you go. So, yeah. yeah speak, those, speak those, of them. Those ones are pretty sick, too. So, yeah, yeah I mean, there's some pretty nasty. cool all-star jerseys. I mean, I, the all-star jerseys they've been pumping out lately have been pretty lackluster. So, yeah. I'd like it's them to It's hard, see, though, man. It's I hard know. to be original, right? Like, to find something new hey, that everybody so, will agree with. Yeah. 
but why do you have to keep i guess you have to keep changing it to sell it but why can't you sell. still stay with the old school look and you know what in fact i would like them to bring back that old school nhl shield the orange one and just have it on the jerseys this year i love them yeah i'm, I'm with you i'm with you on that i just don't know the business angle right i'm sure they want to pump out new stuff right. and you know so as far as like the dollar. as far as like sends jerseys go is there they, now they got to do a reverse retro too and they've leaned heavily into the retro for their uh their mains what it what, what would you is there a jersey you'd bring back for the reverse retro that that cheese ball parliament hill one uh yeah i like that one like i don't no. i don't necessarily like it but we're scraping the barrel because they're already using the two d's they brought that back as their full-time ones yeah I, the oh i think the O one could have been done a little bit better like that was the one that i was rocking when i played there as a third yeah um it just it, the, the jersey material like it was kind of cheap looking um, but I loved, I love the O, especially the white one. Nah, the white one that we wore in Vancouver for the outdoor games. Yeah, the it had a little white. bit of that. Yeah, like the, the heritage classic, one, the mm -hmm. heritage classic jersey. I, I wouldn't mind seeing that one come back in some kind of shape or form. Yeah. I would be the only one. I was watching. Yeah. Don't you guys can't get mad. I was watching Danny Heatley highlights. I was trying to explain to my son how good Danny Heatley actually was. And number one, dude, that guy got done dirty by the fact that his all his highlights are from the era where like everything was like crappy quality. Like, I know. You don't have film and you don't have like good digital, so everything's pixelated and crappy. Like he lost interest right away. He did not want to yeah. watch that. But anyway, yeah. I, I saw I saw them uh, rocking the like the Sen they call it the Senegoth, the one that's kind of a little off centered, weird eyes. It didn't look oh, as bad. Right. It didn't look as bad as I remember the black one. I remember not liking it, but now some time has passed. I think I've just grown to hate that 3D one as much, like the one that you're wearing over your, uh, yeah. your shoulder there, Matt. Like, yeah, that one. Yeah, that one. I've kind of just I've seen it. We had it for like ten plus years. It was too long. Now you see some of those older ones and they come back a little bit. So I like your idea of the Parliament Hill one too. That's one they never wore, but I like the idea of it. Like it does have some kind of history and credence right? to what they're doing in the 30th I mean, anniversary of the team and. So maybe yeah. there's something there to redesign it and give it some life, but I, I don't know. I was a little disappointed. So, that it just went red with their reverse retro a year or two ago or whatever it was. Mm, kind of lackluster. We haven't brought up the Sens, mm, Black right. Sens one. Yeah. Would we do that again? Listen, I like that one. I know a lot of people don't. I don't like that it says Sens. I don't like that. As far as the actual jersey goes, I don't hate it. I like the sleeves. Uh, the socks that went with it were pretty nice, uh, but it's yeah. I don't know if I don't know. I, I don't know if we can bring that one back. It was only around for a couple of years. I don't. Yeah. A big part of it too, and Matthew you could probably speak to this. Is a lot of guys the jerseys they like are the ones they have good records in. You know what I mean? Like I know you guys love. There was a point where you guys didn't like wearing one of the heritage or whatever because you guys had a losing record or whatever. When they were doing, I think it was like Throwback Thursdays. You guys wore them every Thursday game. Yeah, the records in them weren't good, which is why that you guys didn't wear them in the play. But it's it's a lot of that. Is a lot of that. Like I never I never cared what jersey I wore, but a lot yeah. of it is the, either the coach is incredibly superstitious and or some of your goal scorers on the team, like the top end guys aren't scoring in them or something ridiculous like that. So selfishly, they'll want to go back and revert to another one. But yeah. most of us level-headed players were, were pretty cool with anything we had on our backs. We didn't care. Okay. I got a quick math. Cause you just, you were at the parliament Hill the other week signing autographs for yeah. the outdoor hockey thing. You wore a Jersey. I'm just yeah. curious now that you're out and all that is putting the Jersey on. Does it mean anything to you at this point? It does. No, it's a hundred. Well, it wouldn't if I would walk it around the house with it on and no one's around, no one gives a shit if I'm wearing a jersey or not. But but when you're in when you're in public, like we did that thing with all the kids, the the, the Ukrainian refugees, and we we're 
teaching them how to play hockey and stuff, which was a really cool experience. Putting the jersey on for that was neat because, you know, you're downtown, you're in your home city. It's where the Senators play, obviously. And I, I don't know, I, I still, I still kind of gets me in the feels when I put it on. Absolutely. There's no question. And I, cool. I, I, I think to cap that thought off, I wish I could wear that 2D one. That's one regret. Like having that jersey on, it's just so crisp and clean, you know, like such a huge fan of that logo. The alumni. Can you wear it for the alumni games? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. we can. Yeah. That, that was the one players used to ask about all the time. Hey, when are we getting new? When are we getting new? When are we going back to these? And when are, what are, I don't know why it took so long, but, but, oh. but to their credit, they finally did it and they, they've made the correction, but yeah, it's, it's just night and day in comparison to the 3d one right here. I think a big part of it was, and I don't know how much I'm supposed to talk about this. I think a big part of it was, is they were making so much money off the heritage O Jersey as their third Jersey. They didn't want to change anything. Like they were making mm. so much money just selling their third jerseys that they yeah. didn't want to switch the, the, cause everybody, I mean, everybody wanted the cool separate one or whatever. So there was right. a point where they were eligible for a Jersey kind of update to apply for it or whatever. And they, they passed, this was probably yeah. like 2015 or so. My, um, my daughter's only known Jersey or only Ottawa Senator Jersey is a heritage Mark Mathot Jersey. There you go. Great taste. Brent, do you own any jer- do you own any jerseys with player name? Yeah, on? he's got him a thought one. He's got him a thought t-shirt he wears to bed. Might <laughs> <laughs> know that I my wife wears it. Is um <laughs> is I do so uh, during the 0405 lockout, they uh brought us in for media training camp where they gave us locker stalls. They they treated us like gold for three days. They did video, um name bars, all that stuff. Anyway, they had a set of coho jerseys that they weren't going to be able to use. So they made us all up jerseys. So I've got my own name on a nine. Um, that's one. I, but I do have a Pascal Leclerc jersey okay. that I signed, that I won. Um, it doesn't get worn. Or okay. uh, I have a Carl Rakunik uh, as well. Okay, uh, nice. That's good. Uh, he, we had ended up, I ended up buying his vehicle from Canada Ford. And so they gave you the jersey anyway. Uh, okay. And I we do have a Dion Phaneuf one in here that uh, I got to give away at some point. So nice. I think those are the three. It's hard because my, my son, he's, he's, he's a kid, right? So he likes, he, he would always ask me who would I would get if I would get a Jersey, who's what name would I get on the back? And I told him like, dude, it's hard. Like it's kind of hard as an adult to pick a, yes. pick a favorite guy. Like it's a, that's a more of a, not a kid thing, but it's a, it's a fanatic thing. Right. So, and, and I'm not really there, but um yeah, that's those are that's a pretty good collection. I have one. I have a jersey with my name on the back too. They gave it to me when I left in like 2013. It's like number one, and it says my name on the back. And I was like, guys, I can't wear this. <laughs> what am I doing? Beat up. I'm number one. Yeah. Like that doesn't work. So I, yeah, I, I, I gave it to my. Years. I gave it to my dad. Yeah, I gave it to my dad, and I think he's pretty sized. But uh, yeah. Oh, good. Uh, they're changing the jersey. I, last question I have. Hmm. There. So this is the last year, and then they're going to a, a new equipment supplier not adidas next year so are people gonna buy jerseys this year i'd wait till the end of the year i think right but if you want the alex to at claude Giroux, like yeah but how many people are actually aware how many people like out there are aware of this jersey switch this is the first i've heard of that when they like i think you know yeah when they did the switch to adidas from was it reebok yeah then when they did reebok prior yeah, when they did that switch, there was like that whole year leading up to it. Like any ticket promotion was like, get a jersey for 50 bucks. And so if you start seeing that stuff, it's like, ah, yeah, there you go. So it's Pretty a good, good op- man, It's a good opportunity too. If you are looking for, because man, like the, who cares, right? If you want to, like, if you're just looking for one of these new 2Ds, like they're beautiful, man. If you can get those for Great. cheap, because it just says Adidas yeah. on it, I would pick one up. So 100%. Don't be me. All right. 
Well, we'll see how that goes. I, I'm interested. Okay. Uh, we'll all get our own jerseys on there. Well, you are, Matthew, you already have one. And then we'll all go to the games together. I'm getting 69. I'll take the number. Great number. I'll Best number. I'll do it. I'll, I'll start it. All right. Yeah. <laughs> uh, thanks for watching the Wally Mathod Show brought to you by Ridge Rock Brewery. We'll see you next time, everybody. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 